Welcome to Purdue Commercial AgCast, the Purdue University Center for Commercial Agriculture's podcast featuring farm management news and information. I'm your host, Jim Mitra, Director of the Purdue Center for Commercial Agriculture. And today I'm gonna to review the results from the September Purdue University CME Group Ag Economy Barometer Survey of farmers from across the nation. Each month, we survey 400 farmers across the US to learn more about their perspectives on the ag economy. This month's Ag Barometer Survey was conducted from the 27th through the 29th of September. The Ag Economy Barometer declined this month to a reading of 124 from a reading of 138 a month earlier. So that was a 14 point decline in the barometer. And it was really driven both by a decline in the index of current conditions, which fell 12 points to a reading of 140 compared to 152 a month earlier, and a decline in the index of future expectations, which fell to a reading of 116 versus a reading of 132 a month earlier. Um, despite the decline in the barometer and despite the decline in the index of both current conditions and, and future expectations, the Farm Financial Performance Index didn't change. That was still at a reading of 110, same as last month, and actually a little bit stronger than it was back in July when the reading was 99. But if you look at the detailed responses used to calculate the index, there was a change. The percentage of producers that said they thought they were going to see better financial performance on their farm increased and the percentage expecting worse financial performance also increased. So what happened was the percentage of people expecting no change declined. Very interesting in terms of the kind of bipolar distribution there with respect to those responses. The Farm Capital Investment Index fell to a reading of 43. That's down 10 points compared to a month earlier when the reading was 53. And that index is down about 50% compared to where it was at the beginning of the year. If you look at the underlying responses, though, and the follow-up questions, there were some shifts going on there. So the percentage of producers planning to increase the machinery purchases fell to 8% versus 10% in August. And 55% of the producers said low farm machinery inventories were having an impact on their farm machinery purchase plans. And that's what we've suspected for some time was the weakness that we're seeing in the Farm Capital Investment Index is really reflecting the inability of farmers to buy what they wanna buy. Um, so if you look at things a little more uh, detailed, um, when you look at the follow-up question about a new construction, um, the percentage of producers planning to reduce construction actually fell this month to 56%. Uh, that was 69% in August, so that was a pretty big swing. The percentage of producers planning to hold construction constant fell to 31% from 33%. Um, and then the percentage of producers planning to increase construction at 13% was actually five points higher than what we saw in August. So the bright spot in that farm capital investment arena is really about construction this month. But on the farm machinery purchase side, um, you know, the real problem there, I think, is about inventories. Uh, so the percentage of producers, as I mentioned earlier, planning to increase purchases at uh, 8% was actually two points lower than it was in August percentage of producers planning to reduce their machinery purchases actually increased two points compared to August with those planning to hold purchases constant. Um, that held steady at 42%. But I really think that percentage of producers that are telling us that uh, tight farm machinery inventories is really kind of holding them back or impacting their purchase plans really says a lot about what's going on with that index. Farmers are very concerned about what's taking place with respect to farm input price inflation. And we really saw a jump this month in the responses there. Uh, last month, 21% of the people in our survey said they thought farm input price inflation 
would uh, exceed 12% in the upcoming year. This month, the percentage of producers that said they thought input price inflation would exceed 12% jumped to 34%. So that's a 13-point jump in one month. If you combine the group that said they expect to see farm input price inflation of greater than 12% with those expecting input price inflation in a range of 8 to 12%, that totals up to 48% of the people in our survey think farm input price inflation is going to exceed 8% in the upcoming year. And if you put that in perspective, in the last 10 years, the average price paid for farm inputs increased at a rate of about 1.8% per year. So you've got almost 50% of the people expecting input price inflation that's four times the rate that they've seen over the last decade. And on that extreme end, people expecting uh, input price inflation of greater than 12%, that's roughly um, 6%, six times what has averaged over the last uh, decade or so. So there's a lot of concern there with respect to input price inflation and what that means for margins and, and margin squeeze for a lot of crop producers. So uh, one of the questions that we've been asking for quite some time now is, uh, what do people think is going to happen with respect to ag exports over the next uh, five years? We asked them, do they think it's going to likely to increase, likely to decrease, or remain about the same? And if you go back to the beginning of 2020, people were pretty optimistic about what they thought was going to happen with respect to ag exports. Uh, seven out of 10 of the producers in our survey said that they thought exports were going to increase over the next five years in the January of 2020. That percentage has been falling almost every month with a couple of notable exceptions. Almost every month, we've seen a decline in the percentage of producers that think ag exports are going to increase. And this month, we hit the lowest response we've seen since we started posing this exact question. 37% said they expect to see uh, ag exports increase over the next five years. So that's a decline of about 50% compared to January of 2020. And that could explain some of the weakness in that future expectations index. If people aren't very optimistic about ag, ag, excuse me, ag exports, that could lead to some weakness in that uh, future expectation index. So despite the weakness we saw in the barometer, despite the weakness we saw in the current condition index and the future expectation index, farmers remain very bullish about farmland values. Now, the short-term farmland value expectation index rose to a reading of 155. That's a nine-point improvement compared to last month. That's 13 points higher than it was two months ago. And if you look at the long-term farmland value expectation index, that rose to a record high reading of 159. That's a four-point rise compared to last month and uh, eight points higher than it was uh, back in August, or excuse me, back in July. So that's consistent with what we've been seeing uh, with res respect to reports from uh, farmland auctions and, and uh, information we're picking up from brokers and even lenders. Um, these prices for farmland continue to be very strong and people continue to expect them to strengthen uh, over the next uh, few months and over the next few years. Um, we asked the follow-up question about expectations for farmland cash rental rates. This question went only to producers that raise corn or soybeans or both. Um, and among those producers, let's see, 49% of them said they expect to see farmland cash rental rates rise in 2022. So to repeat that, 
all, roughly half of the corn and soybean producers in our survey said they think farmland cash flow rates are headed higher in 2022. We followed up there with those that expect to see rates to rise. We asked them by how much do they think rates are likely to rise. 30% um, of the producers said they expect rates to rise by 10% or more. 44% uh, said they expect to see rates rise by 5 to up to 10%. And 26% of producers said they expect to see a rate rise of less than 5%. Um, so to put that in perspective, we have seen uh, on the high end that 10% uh, or more. We have seen those kind of uh, uh, cash farmland rental rates rise at that rate in the past but it's fairly uncommon. It doesn't happen very often. So uh, that remains to be seen how that's gonna shake out. So that wraps up our discussion today. For more details about the Purdue CME Group Ag Economy Barometer, go to our website, which is purdue.edu slash agbarometer, and there you can download the complete report. And I'd encourage you to think about joining us for our next webinar. We're gonna have a corn and soybean outlook webinar. Uh, following the release of USDA's uh, World Ag Supply Demand Estimates. That'll take place on October 13th. And you can register for the webinar uh, at purdue.edu slash commercial ag. And you can watch the webinar live or you can catch it later um, on our YouTube channel. Uh, you'll, if you register, you get an email letting you know when the, uh, the video has been posted to the YouTube channel. So with that, I encourage you to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues. And on behalf of the Purdue University Center for Commercial Agriculture, I'm Jim Mintert. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.